Hello, and welcome to the Soul Horizon podcast. This is going to be a mini episode. And as I mentioned in the previous episode, these mini episodes are going to be just about 10 minutes or so long, give or take a few minutes, of course. In this particular mini episode, we're going to briefly explore the concept of truth. We could spend many, many episodes exploring this topic, but in this one, we're going to intentionally leave many stones unturned. And this is for a specific reason. So just keep this in mind as you listen and also as you reflect on whatever has risen up within you during and afterwards. A couple of years ago, someone left a comment on an article that I'd written on the backfire effect. I'll link that article in the show notes if you'd like to have a look. But this person had asked about the nature of truth and if there could be opposing and alternate truths that coexist at the same time, in which these sort of extreme perspectives both hold validity and truth, or if there's only one real and ultimate truth that exists on any given perspective or topic. As I went to reply to this comment and offer an answer from my own perspective, I remember feeling really torn. On the one hand, my mind really wanted to say that it was as simple and as complicated in many instances as there being just one single truth. Of course, from this fixed vantage point, for any line of inquiry, there's always a right and wrong sort of spectrum. And our closeness to the truth, then, is merely a matter of where our perspective lands on that spectrum or continuum at any given time. However, my heart said something else. It really led me to thinking about the truth as being the opposite of absolute, rather the truth being fluid, flexible, and evolving in alignment with and in proportion to our conscious awareness. From this perspective, then, truth isn't a fixed point, rather it's a mindset, or it's a frame of reference that is related to our state of consciousness. I ended up replying with this perspective on both ends, so really offering an insight from my mind and this new insight that had come through from my heart. And I've come back to this line of questioning and inquiry many times since then, and recently it came through again, and I wanted to bring it up for discussion and consideration here with you. So going back to this idea of truth really aligning with our conscious awareness, from this perspective, the truth really expands in direct alignment and proportion to our projected consciousness. I'll clarify, too, that what I mean by projected consciousness here is that portion of consciousness that our mind is aware of and able to access as our broader consciousness filters through the lens of the ego and its attachments, or the filters or haze of the ego. If you listened to the episode on the ego being an Instagram filter, that's very much what we're getting at here. So so projected consciousness then would be that consciousness that is able to filter through the filters of the ego. And obviously what makes it through is very dependent on how thick or dense those ego-based filters are. I'll link that episode in the show notes if you haven't listened and if you would like to listen. 
from this perspective, then, truth is also highly personal. And we're always discovering the leading edge of our personal truth. We really do this by following that guiding flow of our intuition as it nudges us forward to the brink of the void where known meets unknown. And right there at that brink of the void is the place where our known truths are transformed by this perpetual flow of the unknown as it filters into our awareness. Of course, to walk this journey of ever-evolving, ever-expanding truth, we must remain persistently open to what we don't yet know. And not only to what we don't yet know, but also to what we haven't yet embraced or what we reject as well. So to maintain this perpetual openness to everything so that the truth can evolve in the same way that our consciousness does. Allowing this really requires us to remain very humble and nimble and light-footed in our embrace of knowledge, meaning that we don't settle into the comforts of familiar truths because comfort tends to breed illusion. And the more comfortable that we become with the truths that we've gathered, the more attached to them we also become. And the more attached to them that we become, the more that they cast this illusionary haze over the light that illuminates our consciousness. When it comes to your understanding of what's true, keep your embrace very loose and flexible, as opposed to rigid, hardened, and attached. And never become so comfortable with your current understanding of the truth as you see it through this veil of consciousness or this veil over consciousness. But never become so comfortable with your current understanding of the truth that you're unable to let it go when the next iteration of your truth reveals itself to you. Truth in its ever-evolving process, like if this is the vantage point we take when we consider truth, can become highly inconvenient in many ways. This is especially true if the leading edge of our personal truth brings us into contact with a belief or perspective that contradicts one that we currently are very attached to, or really that the ego has grown very attached to. Holding this perspective of truth also requires us to be very, very discerning. This is especially true when it comes to outside information, and there is so much of it these days. Between hearing stories from other people to information on social media, the news, TV, all of these outside inputs. But when it comes to outside information, following the thread of truth requires persistent intuitive discernment. Truth and empowerment really go hand in hand. And when we allow someone to dictate the truth to us, which of course is only their version of it as they understand it through that lens, of their ego. When we do this, so when we allow someone else to dictate what is true for us or for the reality around us as we perceive it, we outsource our power. Don't outsource your power to anyone, no matter how enlightened or wise or educated they appear to be. Always use your intuition to discern your truth in the moment. And remember that what someone else claims to be true is merely true for them in that moment in time based on their current level of consciousness. 
and more specifically, the aspect of their consciousness that is able to sift through the ego's filters. So in a way, truth is almost more dependent on the density of the ego's filters than it is on our broader level of consciousness, because what's coming through into our personality, which involves our beliefs, our identifications, all of these things, is only as clear as those veils that the ego throws up allows it to be. This ties back, too, to something that I mentioned in the previous episode. We talked about this idea of never placing anyone on a pedestal, and we were specifically talking about this idea of spiritual teachers and not handing your power away to anyone, no matter how much their teachings resonate with you. Everything that comes through someone should be discerned through your own intuitive response. I'm getting the nudge so much lately to think about this myself and also to share it because there is a lot of misinformation or partial truths that get shared. And if we are not highly discerning based on that feeling of resonance within our body and what that's indicating to us, we can fall into these sort of traps of further illusion and even heartache based on sort of outsourcing our power to others. Outsourcing our power is particularly tempting when we are confronted with the opinion or perspective of someone whom we believe is a superior authority of some sort. So whether they're more educated than us, of course, education is sort of rooted in this egoic programming and system. But when you find that temptation sort of happening in the moment, as if you're making yourself smaller or your perspective smaller, even though it's your internal truth, but you're doing this because you think, well, surely that person knows better than I do. Don't do that. (laughs) Listen to yourself. Listen to your own internal wisdom and your intuitive wisdom and allow it to guide you. If you have a nagging sensation when you're confronted with a certain type of information or a certain perspective on something, let that nagging sensation lead you deeper into yourself, especially if it's conflicting with what's being presented to you. This is extra tricky when someone that we really revere or look up to in some way, which again can be a really, really slippery slope. So I advise against it as much as you can. It can be really difficult, but hold yourself to the same level that you would place anyone else in terms of your wisdom and your reverence of the wisdom that comes through you. It can be really, really tricky when so much of what someone says really strikes that chord of resonance within us, but then there's certain aspects coming through that just don't hit the same way and something feels off or discordant with what they're talking about. Sometimes that's just because the truth is inconvenient, and perhaps our own personal truth will eventually adapt to embrace a similar line of thinking or perspective once it's had time to release that attachment that the ego has made to our truth in the moment. I hope that makes sense. I have this visual in my mind I wish I could sort of share with you telepathically, I suppose, but That can be a really testing moment in our own discernment to favor that intuitive discernment within over the familiar guidance of someone else, which again, maybe at some point that wisdom that feels discordant with us right now will end up 
resonating as truth for us. It might be that the ego's attachments and limitations aren't able to embrace it yet. Other times, it's the nudge of intuition saying, okay, well, this portion is is true and resonates here, but this over here, not so much. Like, let's be careful with that and let's be really cautious about embracing that as our own truth and taking that on. Just because we enjoy this person and their perspectives doesn't mean that we need to adopt all of their same beliefs. That's very, very important. And I think keeping this in mind is going to be of utmost importance as we proceed over the next handful of years. I feel like that all got a little serious, but let's keep it lighthearted and let it resonate how it will and take in what's for you now and leave what doesn't. All right, now let's get on to this intuitive Q&A on truth. So I wrote to my higher self on the topic of truth, and here's what came through. So I said, good morning. Today I'm working on a mini episode about truth and discerning the truth through intuition. Higher self, can you share anything with me on this topic? And here was the response. Quote, yes, we'd love to. The truth is an ever-flowing agreement between that which is becoming available to the known you, small y, and that which is waiting in the wings of the conscious aspect of self, big S, that resides beyond your immediate perception on this physical plane of existence. For in the knowing of what is unfolding in the wisps of wisdom from beyond, you begin to sense that which is becoming true for you in this moment in time and space. In the evolution of truth, there is a dance that is most fervent and fleeting, and we dance with the truth by allowing it to compel us deeper into our own knowing and understanding. In the seeking that occurs when we move deeper into the self, big S, we uncover the truth as it exists in the now moment for us, and we discover that this now moment is always ticking forward in linear time as you experience it on earth. In the perpetual motion of what is becoming your truth, there is a release of what is no longer true as well. This is energetic. And the process of moving into alignment and resonance with truth is an energetic one. A grab, gentle, and a release. We embrace the truth for a moment and then we let it go or exchange it for its next iteration. This is the evolution of truth. The key is recognizing that it is always an evolution. This keeps the mind nimble and adapting to the constantly changing perspective that the intention of uncovering the truth requires. It requires constant change, evolution, and paradigm shifting. End quote. And then I said, thank you for this. What would you say prohibits the truth? And here's what came through. Quote, the prohibiting of the truth stems from an unwillingness to release the grasp of the last hand that was held. If the hand is one expression of truth, then truth is prohibited by being unwilling to let that hand go and reach for another. And so you see, everyone who is on this planet believes they hold the hand of truth because they do, but only in the truth's current iteration. And its current iteration is always a direct reflection of the filtered aspect of consciousness that perceives of it. It's your willingness to recognize and admit that truth is not a destination, but a journey itself that allows you to quicken this evolution and movement into deeper truths. 
It's in the clinging to the truth as it currently stands in the belief that you, little y, know best and better than anyone that causes the most prohibitive and restrictive experience of the truth. Because from this stance, you're held in place and tethered by the false belief that there's no additional dimension of truth to be sought. End quote. And then I said, this makes so much sense. Thank you. Is there anything else you'd like to share on this topic? And this came through. Quote, for now, that covers it. The most important thing to convey and to remember is that the process of truth is just that. It's a process. It's not a thing to be had, but a perpetual state to be sought. It's the container for your experience, and the more you allow your truth to evolve, the wider and vaster and more expansive your container becomes, end quote. All right, let's leave it here for today, or this mini-episode will quickly become a full episode. Thank you, as always, for listening. In the next episode, we're going to be talking all about the chakra system, including the etheric body and its three main components. If you're interested in the energetics of the physical body and energy bodies, be sure to give it a listen. Thank you, as always, for listening. And until we chat again, take care. Take care.